In this episode of The Philly Blunt, we sit down with controversial and documentary filmmaker Tiger Hill at Good Dog Pub at 15th and Locust. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, leave us reviews in iTunes, and follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all as The Philly Blunt, and visit our website, thephillyblunt.com, for photos and extra material. They're hot mics now. Don't say anything you don't want recorded. All right, let's go. Well, I've had a couple of beers, but yeah, exactly. so if I slur, yeah. I'm going to say what Dean... Martin said. What's that? I'm talking in cursive. Nice. <laughs> I like that. It's the sound of Philadelphia. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Philly Blunt. My name's Johnny Goodtimes. I'm along with my co-host, uh, Sharif Lacey. Hey, how's it going? Doing all right. And Greg Caputo, Violations Greg. Oh, thanks for having me back. It's so good to be here. Yeah, yeah. well, we figured one more time. <laughs> then you're done. Yeah, that's and it. And uh, we are coming at you from uh, the you. Good Dog, uh, one of Philly's most popular bars. Uh, it is at 15th and Locust, and it was per the recommendation of tonight's guest, Mr. Tiger Hill. Mr. Hill, welcome to the program. Good evening. Hello. Thank uh, you. Thank you for having me. Welcome. Before we uh, before we start talking about your films, uh, what what made you pick the Good Dog? What what what, is, what about the Good Dog do you think makes it a great bar? I, I've had some pun intended good times here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Okay. And, okay. and plus, I was under pressure. You know, if somebody tells, well, pick a bar you want yeah, to go to. I couldn't. I, cool. I, yeah, could, wanna, I couldn't think. You, you didn't want to yeah, go to you my want first. to be like Applebee's. Let's go yeah. to Applebee's. And everybody's like, nah, never mind. Let's go. <laughs> podcast is canceled. Right. Yeah. Right, 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 yeah, we're right. We're really busy that day. Yeah, right, Sorry. Right, right, Our bad. Right, right yeah. exactly. So, yeah, but good uh, luck with the films. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Hilarious. Hey, the renovations look great here, by the way. Uh, yeah. They shut down a little bit ago for like a month or so, and yeah, it looks summer. really nice in here now. Yes, I too noticed that because I frequented this place a lot. Mm-hmm. So well, I like. And the also, depending on your budget, you know, I love the Ritz Carlton bar too. So. <laughs> right, 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 yes, they're no, not. We'll, they're not letting yeah, us in. Nah, yeah. No, they, yeah. we will not be accepted. Hey, can, uh, can we uh, do our podcast? <laughs> hey, actually, actually, those little seats there, you could. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just right. just get in there and just start. They might make us put on like a like sport coats though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, one, once more before we get into um, before we get into the film stuff. Uh, once again, Tiger Hill documentarian, uh, Shame of a City, uh, Barrel of a Gun, and he's got some uh, pretty interesting stuff coming out this fall. But um, let's start first with uh, the Blue Lines hockey team. That was the uh, little league hockey team you played on. Blue Line, yes, and yeah. Radner. Okay. Yeah. Shout out uh, to Radner. Yeah. Right. So the Radner Rink. Right, right, right. Actually, it was in Villanova. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, how did you? Our last guest was uh, Art Etchell's founder of Fubu's, also a big hockey nut. So, uh, it seems to be a recurring theme. How did you get turned on to hockey? I was in visiting my cousin in Rochester, New York. Shout out upstate New York. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was playing ice hockey, and I had started. My mother started me skating. And I saw this really cool sport. I said, I want to do that. She's like, really? I was like, yeah. And she enrolled me. Okay. Just like that. And also, you know, I knew of the Flyers. The Flyers just won the cup. How do you go from hockey to film? What what, what inspired you? So many things in between there. Mm. Well, this is going to sound cliche or corny, but when I was growing up, movies were magic. 
You went to this dark room. Does anybody do that anymore? Yeah, I still go to the movies. Okay. Yeah, you go in this dark room, but we didn't we didn't have uh, iPads or we didn't have VCRs back then when I first, you know. Right. So you go into the and you see this magical thing. So I was always intrigued by it, and I, and but my mother also had a uh, projector, and mm. we, you you had these. Uh, this sounds weird now, but you had five to ten minute versions of movies, and every now and then we would project the film Dracula on the screen and pull back the the curtain which we had put up. So it was always something. It was a storytelling device that I always was into. I, I didn't think. Uh, I didn't get serious about it until much later. Uh, That's something I could actually do. Okay. And then uh, when did uh, when did you realize that this was an actual like possible career path? Like when did that, when did that thought cross your mind? I was in high school, and I had gotten a uh, back then I had gotten a a video camera for Christmas, and back then they were these big two piece things that you had to carry around and lug around. Right. And I said, well, I, I have the camera now, and let me try to make a film with it. So at the time, I was at Archbishop Carroll High School. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. I'm a North Catholic guy. Okay. Oh, okay. You guys got, you guys got heat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way back. Way back. Way back. Meet you on the football field. <laughs> Basketball, played, court. Yeah. Basketball, okay. I played, too. But yeah. Football. But um, the priest that was there... I, I, the Catholic religion, which I was raised in, always baffled me. <laughs> I know that's shocking. It does most of us, yeah, I think. I'm a recovering Catholic. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I don't know what you call Catholic, but I'm not. But um, I'd always like, okay, you have this thing called confession, and you go in this little thing, and you talk to this guy who you, you don't know, and, and, and they absolve you of your sins. And it's supposed to be confidential. But what if some murderer comes in and says, I just killed somebody? Are you still not supposed to say anything? You're not supposed to say anything. No, man. So I said, that's fucked up. So I wrote this script, my first script. I wrote this thing called A Moral Dilemma. Mm. It was about this priest that hears a murderous confession. This guy is like, he's killing kids. And he keeps going back to this priest. And an inspector finds out, gets tipped off that the priest might know, and he brings him in. And I, I the, the the priest at the school at the time, had, I, I asked him about. It. I was like, "Listen, I'm thinking of this story. What do you think? That's oh, a great story." And by the way, he had like gone to Yale Drama School and dropped out wow. and went into the priesthood. Wow. He's like, "If you need a priest to play, I'll play." Him. <laughs> he was he was piling for a role. Like, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is this is perfect. Yeah, he was like, "Finally, my big break." Yeah, he's like, right. here. Yeah. So you never expect the priest to be doing that, right? No, right. and he was a young-looking guy. You know, he's photogenic and everything. So I got so I so after school for like thirty, I was shooting all these scenes. Oh wow! And I'm and I was seven. How, how old are you at this I was, time? I was seventeen. Okay, sixteen when I was seventeen. Okay, so I made this thing in junior high school. And it wasn't ready until senior when I was going to college. Because I originally wanted to be, I wanted to go into law school. And then I was like, I just made this film. So there was this competition at the School of Visual Arts in New York City. And my mother and I went up there and I entered the film. And I won a, a, a scholarship. Nice. Oh, wow. Uh, and my mother did not want me to go. She's like, just everybody, just do something else. In, 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 in regular college and then go for that afterwards because I saw you know the lights and the stars and everything else right so she wanted you to get something more uh, right sound, right sound, but but course. she did support me good and I went there for one year and I absolutely hated it 
Yeah. It was just like everybody wanted to make Indiana Jones and stuff like that, which nothing against that. Right. Right. But nobody had an original idea, in my opinion. Well, there were some really good talented people, Mm. Uh, but uh, I I was there. I loved New York, but I hated the school, and I left. And I said, and I came back to Temple, and I became a uh, after like three or four majors, I became a speech communication major. What? Okay. What led oh, man, you, you guys a, got the same major pretty much, right? Yeah, pretty You're much. Communications yeah. guy. Yeah. It was called it was called rhetoric and communication. Okay. Rhetoric and communication. <laughs> That's awesome. Because I, I I wanted to I wanted to go into films, but I wanted to run a campaign. I wanted to be Ed Bradley. I didn't. I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. Right. 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 Yeah. Hey, you fit in real well yeah. with this crew. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> I, I'm all over the place. Is, right. is that uh, the reason that it led to you doing mostly documentaries? No, I I did not. I. I accidentally fell into documentary. Okay, how'd that come about? Because it uh, sounds like you had ideas for great original stuff, but, I mean, and your documentary's original, too, but I just wonder what well the, with us. He just the doesn't transition. like to make money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I like to, I, I, sure. no, I, believe me, I like to make money. It's, this was a detour. Okay. <laughs> Actually, uh, okay, how I got... So, 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 yeah, so how does Shame of a City come about? Okay, this ties into me falling into it. Okay. So, when I was... 23, 24, I wrote a script about a guy that gets castrated for raping a woman. Right. It's a fictional account. Casanova's demise. Mm-hmm. And I ran into a guy. It's, it's a long story. This is short. Um, I wrote a script about, uh, anyway, about a guy that gets castrated for a, for a man who raped a woman what happens to him afterwards. And I got in contact with the head of Icon Pictures at the time who read it and said, Oh, this is... I want to make this. Wow. Nice. And they, they, they flew me out. This is totally weird how this happened. I wasn't out struggling. Wait a minute. How does the guy at Viacom find, get a hold of your script? He, I'm working in sales, and somebody I work with, an uncle is in town how it for goes. a weekend, and he says, oh, you sh- I should give my script to your uncle, my uncle. Wow. wow. And I'm like, here you go. And a month later, I get a call. I'll never forget that night. It was a Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, whatever... So it's whatever time in, in L.A., 4 o'clock. I'm sorry. And uh, he says, I like this. I, I, I This is different. So I go out there. And so I, you know, I, I think I have a stairway to the fucking stars. Now. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. You've made it. You're yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so bottom line, they option it for a pitiful sum. And at the end of the year, Viacom and Paramount merge. He's ousted. And it's nowhere. So... I'm back in Philly, and I'm just like, which? So he told me, listen, every everybody's doing the independent film route. The writer's the first to get screwed. You should try that. So I spent a few years trying to get it together. I don't know if you know, local people will know Gary Papa. God bless his soul. Oh, oh sports yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gary was a friend of mine and a, and a um, frustrated actor. Uh, well, I shouldn't say frustrated. He was he was happy with what he was doing, but. He wanted to act, and he loved the script. I never knew that. I just right. knew him as a sports casting right. guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he was one. He's, he's, like, he's in the That's acting, time. though, in itself, right? Yeah. 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 Right. You, you know, he was a lawyer before. He, he got huh? tired of the law. Okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. Gary Papa knowledge bombs. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Gary Papa. Yeah. yeah, shout out to him big time. Yeah. And he says, you need to make this. I don't care if you shoot it with a video camera in your you know, backyard. You need to make this. So I spent a lot of time putting it together. So I, I got some money together. We did it independently. And then everything went haywire after we shot it. So while I'm doing this, the Cat Street campaign is coming up. 
and I had remembered the first one. And you talk about not making money. Uh, documentaries were starting to become theatrical, right? Viable projects. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as I had problems with them, but Michael Moore was really starting to kick ass. Right, right. So I'd love. I said I'd love to do a big city doc about the race, but I knew I knew no, nobody inside or anything else. So another friend of mine, I'll drop a name, Stu Blykowski. Oh sure, yeah. Um, I went. We had we had dinner. And I said, listen, I'm trying to do this doc. Can you help me? So he got in touch with Sam. Uh, I knew some contacts with Street. I, I took a meeting with Sam Katz, the, the Republican uh, candidate. He said, I love your idea, but my campaign will never let you inside. And the Street campaign would never return my calls. So my my strategy was, I'll just, with Katz, I'll just keep showing up. Right. And showing up. Now, most people people are thinking I was the videographer of something for the campaign. Right, right, There's right. It's a much bigger thing strategy than that. Right. And at one point, I got kicked off the campaign because I snuck into a meeting and filmed something. Yeah, there's some pretty. Uh, you had some pretty high level access well, in that, that movie. Well, well, that was later on. Okay. So finally, by I came on in Feb- February, real early. By August, I said, "Listen." And they, they got custom to me. I said, listen, make a, uh, we'll do a deal. Anything I shoot that you don't like, I won't use. But let me inside. At the same time, I found somebody to follow street. I told her, don't say you're working with me unless you're asked. And she started following street. Okay. And, of course, she was an attractive girl. They never asked her, oh, there's the girl oh, showing sure. up yet. And smooth, yeah. attractive woman always works. Yeah, dude, I know. the that's, way they just get ah, uh, don't get me. That's yeah. a whole nother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and and, and it works. So, so when they say when you offer offer them that like um, almost like an editing ability, anything they don't like won't be in it. Was there stuff that they said no, we don't want that in there? Well, my ga- my gamble was this, because that's like I said. Hopefully, they'll forget all about it. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. yeah, but they they didn't ask for anything to be cut. No. Okay. Uh, at, well, you know, I, I'm, <laughs> there was something that was cut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I agreed to it because it was a unfounded allegation. Okay. That somebody was yelling on the campaign. I would have loved to include it in the movie. Right. But I said, if that's my one concession that I have to give, yeah, right. I'll give it because all the other stuff I I don't want to get rid of. right into Barrel of a Gun, which was the next documentary he came out with. And uh, this one, as if the first one wasn't controversial enough, what was the impetus for this? What, 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 what made you say, you know what, this is a story I want to tell? Uh, I was in a bar. I was in the Pen and Pencil Club. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Few good things come out of the Pen and Pencil Club. That's right. And it's 4 a.m., and you're eating Let's a talk. hot dog. I'd love to be a member, though, if someone would sponsor me. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you a story about that off the air. Works. Actually, ironically, when Shame of a City came out, some people brought up, I didn't want to, you know, my my, my goal wasn't to be a, the, the Philadelphia storyteller. It wasn't that. Um, I did Shame of a City. I, made, I tried to make an entertaining film. I wasn't trying to be a political filmmaker. I was like, let me try to make this entertaining. Right. Um, 
and I wanted to make some money. <laughs> so, yeah. So there were people talking about uh, the the movie. Oh, you should look at this case and that. And, blah, blah. and I had heard about it, but I didn't know a lot about it. And but but the thing that was the, the parallels were that. Mumia was getting a lot of Hollywood support and they were rushing to his aid and, and I thought he was probably guilty maybe he got an unfair trial right so I was in the pen and pencil club and I was telling Mike Strug who used to be a Channel 10 I, I remember that name. yeah yeah Mike, Mike, Mike Strug I was talking to him about it and he's like you see that guy over there he was out the night this is like 2, 2 3 o'clock in the morning he was at the hospital the night Faulkner and Mumia came to, to, to the entrance and his name is Bill Calarulo and I sat down and Bill told me the story and I was riveted and he told me listen so he was right there he, he was there the night it's in the movie I don't know if you've seen it he talks about it right he was there the night that first unlike other times they they, they usually don't bring the shooter and the, the, the shooter and the, and the person at the same entrance and right. that's what happened because of the circumstances so he saw Faulkner come in you could tell he was dead and then he saw Mumia come in and he was a rookie cop so he gave me this riveting story and I said I, I, I think I'm going to do this story next whatever you need just call me and then he proceeded to avoid me for six to seven months <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know he was drinking and uh, who, the, who the hell is this guy he, what, right, what is he right. going to do with the stories be so I started looking into the story, and I and I found it to be a fascinating story. And I didn't think it was told the right way. There have been a, a few docs on it, but it was always from the very pro Mumia side. And I didn't go into it thinking that I didn't go into it thinking that he was, you know, I thought he was guilty probably, but I always thought he he didn't have a fair trial. Right. And then when I looked into it, I I was like, wow, this guy got a fair trial. And not only that, there's stuff in his background that would lead you to believe that this could have been a setup. And I, and I put that out there. I speculate mm. it was a setup. But it, it was a very compelling story. It was a setup. When you say a setup, what do you mean? Um, long story short, you know, the, the, the brother was out the night that Lumia shot Faulkner. His brother was stopped right. by Faulkner. Okay. They're going the wrong way in a one-way street. On Locust Street. Right? Yeah, 13th, right. 13th and Locust. Yeah. 13th and Locust. Yeah. Yeah, this went down like two blocks from where the store is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Mumia's brother stopped. He jumps out of the car. He starts screaming and hollering. And then an altercation happens. And then Mumia comes across the street mm-hmm. and just starts firing. Well, I mean, you have to see the film, but I started finding out Mumia was a Black Panther. Uh, you, you know, me explaining this doesn't do it justice. It sounds like some weird conspiracy theory. But he was a Black Panther. He was a, a MOVE supporter. And I, 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 go into, I got a lot of criticism about how I portrayed the Black Panthers in the film. I, I say that they were, at that time, they were against police brutality, but they also were much more than that. They were a gang. They had to, they had to survive... And they were doing gang activities. They were, they were robbing stores and everything else to get money. Mm-hmm. But they, they were, the portrayal of them today is not that. It's, it's a glamorized view. And everything's complicated going back then. And they were Maoists. They believed in Mao Zedong because Mao was the, the ideal to them. He, he started a revolution amongst the poor 
in this country and took it over. They all rose up. So they wanted to do an uprising in the United States against capitalism. And the way you go after the capitalists, you go after the police, who are the protectors of property. And they targeted police, not only because of police brutality, but they, they did it for revolutionary reasons. So some people took offense to that. If you have an open mind, you'll see what I'm saying. I felt like you went into it with a slant. Okay. Well, it, it's it's, and I'm curious if you did or not. I mean, I know I, I, I I'm not familiar enough with the case. Yeah. Is he guilt? Did he do it? Probably, but is guilty is a different thing. Well, if you saw the film, yeah, the the, the I, I interviewed both sides. A lot more cops and Faulkner stuff, though, and Smirconis. You, 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 you know, it's funny. It's like a Warshucks. Test. People think it's very balanced. Some people think it's very biased. Uh, I, it's funny. I, the cops. Some cops are mad at me, thinking I put too much of the other side into it. So it, it, it's people. I, what pe- I would have loved is I think the Philly Mag guy had. You did go in depth into the Black Panthers, and it felt oh, that, like you didn't touch on the police brutality and what was going on on the other side. Well, well, that that I know what review you're talking yeah, about. But, and I'm, that that was a rough cut of the film. And okay. I regret ever letting him in there because, and at the time, I couldn't say because I was on deadline and I had this premiere, and uh, he, he really he really trashed the film. But you're allowed to trash the film. Yeah. Right. But if you, if you saw, I did go into the police brutality briefly. Right, but not, it, uh, you yeah, were pretty it, extensive into the Black Panther and the mood stuff. Well, yeah, I did. I mean, you have to make choices when you make a film. Yeah. You know, you do. And I, and I understand the criticism, and I, and I welcome it. So what, what, was it was it tough for you? Because the first film was pretty much universally acclaimed, yes. as far as I can tell. I mean, it was a it was a great film, and it was, you know, and I, I'm sure that, you know, going into the next one, you knew you were touching a hot button topic, but when you got some blowback from it, was that hard to take when you got the, you know, like the review in the Philly Mag was obviously a pretty harsh review. When you when you had the screening, there were a lot of people mad at you at the screening. Listen, the, the, I'm going to say I was naive. I knew I would get a lot of blowback on it. I didn't. I didn't realize it was going to be as bad as it was. But when I'm talking about as bad as it was, if you see the film and you don't like it, fine. But there were people before the film was coming out, and there were protests, and there were theaters that were scared to even carry the film. Right. Yeah. And. But did you know how did you know how explosive the topic was before you got into the film? Did you know how much of I mean I mean I don't I don't know if cult's the right word, but it's not far off. There is this mumia thing oh, yeah, yeah, where I, it is very intense, and you were going into something that was real. Hot. Yeah, I did, but I I this was a naive part of me. I thought I could make a film that could transcend and start a dialogue. Right, and boy was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed like Kevin Kelly is a producer on the film. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin so, had Kevin had nothing to do creatively with the but film. But he puts up some money or no? Yeah. And he's a powerful Republican. And if I met a Republican who thought Mumia was innocent or given a shitty trial, that would be the first Republican I've met to think that way. Actually, there actually there are three. Kevin put together a group. Kevin thought he was guilty. Um, the other two, one didn't know, and the other one said. Oh, I don't know about this. Kevin got all the publicity because he was known. Okay. Um, he didn't put any pressure on you? None. Okay. None at all. Kevin saw Shame of a City, and he loved it. And he said, he just, as he said, he said, just tell the truth. 
What's one thing you would have done differently? Uh, not invited to press in that first screening. <laughs> Cheers to that. Seriously. He just, as you say, he said, just tell the truth. Well, that goes in, I think, to the next uh, 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 the next film that was... Well, um, wait, I need to stay on this film for a second. But, all, all right, right, all right, all right. Only because I wanted to hate you because of Gary Sharon, who did the music to it. So when... No, they, he did a song for it. Yeah, that, a, song, the music. a song, and yeah. you directed a video for it. Yes. And growing up, Van Halen was my jam. <laughs> and just when the greatest band couldn't suck, Sammy Hagar came in and made them suck. And then oh, Gary I like, I like fucking Sharon comes into Van Halen and is, is makes he, is he post Sammy Hagar? Oh yeah, yeah. he's from I, ex- I don't know any of this. He's from Extreme. Johnny will sing more, more, than, more words. than words. More than words. More than words. Yeah yeah made Van Halen an embarrassment. So I hate Gary Sharon because of that. Okay. So I went into your film. Afterwards, you already, with you, already a bias. you already had a chip on your shoulder. Like, oh, yeah. I couldn't. I, 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 I couldn't win. I couldn't win with this movie. <laughs> Let's move on to. Um, you got a couple projects uh, in the works now. Uh, one that you've been working on for a while is actually like not a documentary. It's a Cecil B. Moore film. Well, my my, my first love is narrative. Okay. That's where I got started. I got this. I wrote the script cast, so um, it's back. It's a biopic. Um, Cecil, uh, it's it's. Let me tell you something. It, you're not going to be surprised. It's hard getting financing for a period piece <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> of a black civil rights activist. <laughs> right. But stupid me, give me a challenge, <laughs> right. and I want to do it. So I'm going to keep on trying to get that made. And then you've got a documentary that's coming. Is that being released this fall? The corrupt and the dead. I pray it is. <laughs> right. So you've been working on this documentary well, forever, and is, yeah, well, it, is I've production changed, hell the I've right changed, term? I've changed, I've changed the story so many times. What did I say? Don't get into paralysis by analysis. Right. That's happened a few times. Just because, you know, you're trying to do something with a mafia story that's different, and it's been done a billion times. Right, right, right. So what got you into this film? I mean, how did you get into oh, doing very, something Oh, okay. So I, I'm in this FBI. The late night, the pen and pencil. <laughs> <laughs> Many of stories did. But I was in the FBI Citizens Academy. You ever hear of that? They get regular folks to come in. You go in and you learn how the FBI works. So they bring in this former informant of the mafia to talk. So I'm asking all these questions of this guy. Did you know Bruno and all this stuff in the class? So this woman walks up to me and is like, is that what your next film's going to be? And I was like, no, everybody's done a mafia film. I have to find a different way to do it. And then the light bulb came up. Okay, can I find a different way to do it? And then I decided to do it. So we are going to go around the horn, and we're just going to each give you a question. You're going to answer quick. On to the next guy. All right? Oh, God. All right. All right. Here we go. I've had a couple of beers. So. Yeah, I know. I know. That's why this part's good. Yeah. So uh, I'll start off. We'll work around this way. And uh, I, I did this question last time, but I think it's a good question. Yeah, I got. I'm doing one from the last time too. Yeah. What would you tell your 25 year old self? Uh, what would I tell my 12, 25 year old self? Well, that was only a couple years ago. So yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Good answer. Um. It, 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 you know, it, it probably is, it has to do with relationships. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, sure. Oh, well, yeah. yeah uh, I, get out get out earlier than I did. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Frazier or Ali? Oh, Ali, all the way. Uh, that, 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 that cuts deep as a Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Joe. I met him several times, but I love Ali. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of related. Uh, anyone in the world that you could punch in the face, who would it be? One just just clean shot. Anyone in the world. Mike, I, I mean, you know, I, you, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, the, yeah. the punch in the face. Yeah. Uh, or a stern talking to, address addressing <laughs> addressing down addressing down. Yeah. Stern no, I, talking I, I, to. This is going to sound sappy. I'm a no, no. I'm please, a history please. buff. Yeah, yeah. All and good. I and I got into an argument about this actually on Facebook recently. I mean, where else? I, <laughs> I would love to beat the living fucking shit out of Adolf Hitler. Right. Okay. All right. I mean, not yeah. many people are going to complain yeah. about yeah. that. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't think we're going to get yeah. a lot of angry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. nah. He's pandering to the masses no, now. I, 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 no, so I'm not. No, it's true. Just based <laughs> the on masses. Yeah. yeah. To listen to the, our podcast. All right. So you, you've called both Robert Evans and Quincy Jones your idols. Which one has had a oh, bigger impact on your work? Uh, Quincy Jones. And how's that? Qu- Quincy is the guy that takes on stuff that he's not really supposed to take on. If you look at his early career, right. doing Sinatra, he wasn't supposed to doing film scores. Yeah. He was a jazz guy. And he, he was a jazz yeah. guy, and he just went to every genre and just succeeded mm-hmm. because he was curious about it. Now, I'm not putting myself in his category. Right. But, but he, as an idol, that's but, somebody But he that, inspires me to do that. So I looked through some of the um, people you follow on Twitter. I, I don't, use, I don't really Uh-oh. use Twitter. Well, I saw you, you follow some people. So there's a couple of old school porn stars on there. So I got to ask you, Seika or Vanessa Del Rio? Oh, Seika. I'm with you. I'm Actually, with you 100%. I don't even know who that is. I feel so young right now. Well, I know who it, Vanessa Del Rio it, is with Seika. Wow, oh, Seika was all over the place in like the Se- 80s, 70s. I bet she was. Seika was my awakening to porn. Yeah. But Seika and I have talked. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. We got a documentary coming? <laughs> I, I, no, I... Because the ratings are going to go through the roof. This is years ago. She, I, I reached out to her. She did it. There was a film called Desperately, Look, Desperately Looking for Seika. And it was okay. It was cute. But I said, listen, if you, do you really want to do something? She was trying to do another one. So I told her. So we had this conversation back and forth. But she wanted me to raise money for it. And I was like, I'm not going to... She's gonna, got to have the connections, right? Yeah, I'm not going to raise money for it. <laughs> Oh, that's a scam. That was a scam. That was uh, that was it. I was so disappointed. Hey, listen, yeah, sure, do my film for me. Tell you what, give me fifty k. Wait a minute. minute. Let me ask you a question. I I follow Seika Vanessa Del Rio on Twitter. Yeah, you do. Uh, don't, don't be. I don't. Uh, yeah. No, no. I, I'm sure you have an assistant who did all that following. It's not yeah, you. I'll have to talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to have a long talk with her tomorrow. All right. If money were not an object, what would be your dream project? What's your dream film? You, you know, it's already. I have a. You're gonna call me a hater, but I wanted to make the Alexander Hamilton film when the book came out. I was mesmerized by it. And I went to this guy who had a lot of money. He was into it, and then he actually had getting tr- he got in trouble for a, a, he had a newspaper. He got sued or whatever, and he he didn't want to do it. And we were uh, Ron Chernow is a, a favorite author of mine. Sure. So then I'm reading in the New York Times that this guy is making this rap thing about Alexander Hamilton. I was like, what the living fuck? This is ridiculous. That's going to devalue what this guy's story was. 
and look what happened. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Is Tom Hanks a great actor? If I say he's a great actor, you're going to get pissed off again? Because I pissed you off a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got an in for you, I will discredit that because I know he's not yeah, a great yeah. actor. But you know, I'm just, he, no, Greg's he, got it in for everybody. Hanks is a great presence on screen. A great actor? I don't know if I would say a great actor because really he's a variation of the same guy all the time. Every time. Yeah, uh, we're on the same page here. Okay, yeah. but I, I do love him. I right, do, yeah. but I'm not going to call him a great actor. Although he has two Academy Awards, but I then know again, two. Yeah, that doesn't. Does. You can say that. And doesn't he's been matter. nominated like six times. Yeah. All right, so this is my last one, right? Yep. Uh, no matter what's going on, this movie comes on TV. You stop what you're doing and sit down and watch. What is? It? Enter the Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're killing me, man. See, you can't, I can't get what? one thing. No, my next, I can't get one no, thing. My next question was Chuck Norris or Bruce Lee. Now wow. I know it's Bruce Lee. Oh, really? you, oh, you, you know what? You, 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 sh- you should even ask me that question. <laughs> that's an incredible film. All right, well, what's your favorite movie of all time, Reef? Malcolm X. Okay. Oh, yep. God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take hell for my favorite movie. Why? Well... It's actually a tie between Malcolm X and Coming to America. Well, just so you know how my, just so you know how my brain works. It's they're literally right, yeah. on the same like. Yeah. Right, right, right. Right. To, to all the black activists out there that hate that hate me, <laughs> don't, don't take this. My favorite all-time film is Gone with the Wind. Oh man, Jesus! But man. you know, wait, wait, but, but you know wait. I've been trying to like. But wait a minute, there's a reason. I've been for trying it. to ride with you, bro. Just on the strength. <laughs> You're making it fucking really hard, well, man. Well, well, really the, the, hard. The greatest, no, my favorite film is A Clark Garn. It, it's is the what? Story, A Clark Garn is my favorite oh, film. Oh, Clark Garn. But the goal with the win. The, the so is, women's activists will hate you for that. Yeah, yes, and I have found <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> this guy is just trying to make Yo, enemies. Man, you're, you're, no, I'm not making You're a firecracker, Tiger. No, well, no, your name's Tiger. You got to kind of. You're living up to your name. The goal with the win, it's about the making of it, the scope of it, what was done to it. How it was made. So you're talking on a technical level more than technical that. story level. The decisions that were made. <laughs> Go with the, the, the the slave characters make me cringe all the time. Right. Absolutely. Right. All right. Is that Let's it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. We're yeah. good. Thanks right, for hanging out, man. Yeah. This is well, awesome. great. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. We're just gonna. Uh, all right. Thank you for being a part of the last episode <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> this was a great idea. This Thank God great. it's not live. <laughs> This is good. We tried it out. And, uh, yeah. Shout, yeah out to, shout out to Good Dog, our host tonight. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Good Dog for having us tonight. One of the best bars in Philadelphia. Like, not just saying that because we're here, but saying Amen. it because it's the truth. It this is. is a terrific bar, and we're excited that we were uh, here. We're good excited that Tiger good Hill was with us. Thank you. Tonight. Thank this you. This is a me. really fun interview, and we really you. appreciate you coming on. Uh, I appreciate it. Right. Right. It's the sound of Philadelphia.